wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. Contentious rivalry week. We get closer and closer to the A7FL playoffs in the battle to crown an A7FL champion. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Ryan. Welcome to the three-on-one podcast on A7FL.tv, wherever podcasts are sold and on the <laughs> zone. And joining me, as always, as I clumsily find my way here at OBS, he's blocking the line. He's looking wavy with the velour. Do rag. It's big Rob Fabian, certified A7FL Hall of Famer. And you already know the Omega Man himself, Corrence Hammond. There, I never knew nothing. I never knew <laughs> anything. But we are taking a look around the A7FL. We have a guest this. We have two guests this week. We'll have Ryan Shamar joining us in just a few moments here on the podcast. But we have a new guest here on the show and is the quarterback of the Sin City Chaos, who in our top 10, and guys, we'll review our top 10 just in a moment. And I'm going to cut away from Corey, and let's take a look at the top 10 real quick. It is an interesting week here in the A7FL for a lot of teams, and mainly for the Patterson, you guys, as they took the number one spot in our top 10. But the Sin City Chaos coming in at number eight and a, a lot of members of the chaos not taking too happy about not taking uh, too kindly to that but we've got Keno, the quarterback of the sin city chaos joining us Keno, welcome to the podcast and welcome to the a7fl our first question to you is how did you come across the a7fl and how did you end up a member of the chaos so one of my one of my brothers actually introduced me to the chaos his name Antonio Jackson. He was telling me about it. He said it was um football with no pads. When he said that, I'm like, I oh, don't know. I played some out pro. I, ain't, I don't know if I'm trying to do that. He's like, <laughs> man, trust me. Like, trust me. Just go on here. We're going to go to some practices, see how it is, fill it out. And he introduced me to Skyler, the head coach, the offensive coordinator. And Brent was um Brent was there at the practice. So but at first, I wasn't even going to play quarterback. I was going to play a receiver and a corner. But they threw me in that quarterback. He liked what he's seen. So that's where I'm at. 
It is real interesting that we've seen in Corey, Rob, we've seen this a lot in the Northeast and it's metastasizing across the league. Skill position players like wide receivers, people in the secondary, Starry Codrington being the most recent example, but we saw it this past weekend with the Patterson U, Carlos Croslin and Kareem Moon, both wide receivers who are converting over to the quarterback position. Is it because of your athleticism? Did you know you had an arm? Did you play baseball at any point? Or was it just something to where Skyler Hurd, the head coach of the chaos, was like, oh, we've got to make a move. This kid's too fast and too dynamic. We can teach him how to get the ball across the field. Um, I actually played quarterback in high school my senior year. So I was receiver. I got hurt probably like the third game to the season, missed the fourth game. And the fifth game, I started a receiver. The th- I was fourth-string quarterback. The third-string quarterback got hurt before halftime. And the coach was like, so – we need you to um we need you to go in. This during halftime, like this is a this is a real game though. Like <laughs> I was practicing at the position and everything like that, but that was practice. This is a real game. We got the audience, this real stats. We was down points, like it was just it was a lot of pressure, but almost brought us back. My record at quarterback was three and two, so I just showed them my highlights and it went from there. I mean, what we've seen in this league, Matt, as you brought it up, is we've seen it all the time. It, it's, it's, it's something that happens in this league, whether it's by necessity or by design. But we've seen it, you know, just like in an NFL draft, there's hits and misses. We've seen the Kareem Moons, and we've also seen the, the Jamal Harmons. We've seen the, you know, Carlos Croslin, at least so far early in his U career. And, mm-hmm. and, and Rob would probably remind us of a guy that's playing great wide receiver for the animals this year and his stint with the Renegades. But the, the fact is, is that Keno, it seems like at least in the first two games in the Ohio division, you guys have figured it out. And whether it's, you know, Skyler Hurd's the, the coach's offense, who is, uh, you know, making sure that he gets the, uh, the chaos votes in to the three on one as much as possible, my guy. But also Brett Smothers and that defense, because what we've seen from you guys is offensive touchdowns, mostly featuring your athleticism, your ability to run the ball. I think, you know, it wouldn't be a negative. And I was just having a conversation with a with a a well-respected member of the A7FL. I'm not going to say who I was just on the phone with, but uh, we were actually even talking about the curse of the athleticism with a quarterback sometimes. But you would you would definitely be a run first guy, right? Mm -hmm. And you've been all over the field making great highlight plays, whether it's runs and we've seen the arm as well. Mm-hmm. And then we've also seen your defense and your special teams out there on Ohio taking care of business. So let's just cut to the chase, man. I just threw some flowers at you. So let's just rip the bandaid off. What are you guys mm-hmm. as a whole, as a team, but more importantly, you Kino Thomas senior, right? I got it right. Yeah. So that means there's a junior, right. you got a little guy. Yeah, I got a junior. That's he what. Too, that's what's up. Three in July. Oh boy, you're not gonna do. You're not gonna do a Kino the third and just and just George Foreman it, are you? <laughs> uh, okay, good. Let's just make sure. Let's make sure that as a fellow parent and everybody knows how many kids I have, I could have started with the Corys and you know it was nine thousand ago. How do you guys feel Corey, about Corins, Corins, and the third? Like, there's there's a list. There and you guys somewhere. are even you guys are even Corey. Yeah, Corey, right. Corey, handsome, I'm, I'm Corey and then handsome, as Matt sings all the time, Corey Hanson. 
Um, this this young man probably doesn't even know that band, honestly, and and probably a better thing. My daughter's creeping behind me. Cam, you could just stand up. It's fine. Everybody knows that I have kids. We're just talking about it. But Keno, back to the real thing. Break the tension. Rip the bandaid off. How you guys feel about the ranking? I mean, rank eight, two weeks in a row. I mean, the first week we went in and handled business on both sides of the ball and special teams. Week two, did the same thing, but I don't think the guy's really too happy about ranking eight. But we're so, just going to continue to play ball. And, and that's the right mindset. And unfortunately, as media guys, even though you see behind me, you know, I still do play in this league, you know, at, at least so far. I mean, based on my record so far recently, Rob, I don't know. But we'll talk about it, right, Cam? Um, no, I, I just was was I'm, I'm trying to sell the mistake. Just get the heck out of this camera shop, daughter. Back to football. So you're you guys are upset with that ranking my and the Lord. ranking. I'm trying my best here, guys, please. I, I can't scream at them on camera. Matt can edit it out. You crazy as hell. Let my kids walk through this camera. Get your ass back to me. Your cat, your, cat, your cat's be sitting on your face. I don't know. That's yeah, no, the cat, some the cat's cool. right there. <laughs> shout outs to Gray and Moon, by the way. Um, I have too many kids to shout really, out. So. Y'all really mad at the rankings, though? Like, y'all, y'all not but cool. Like, yeah, like, rankings, I mean... rankings are, to get back on track, rankings are a comparison to other teams. So let's just break it down. Of the teams in front of you at eight, where do you slide above? Because basically what that means is if you guys are upset with the rankings, you think you should be higher and being higher means that you're a better team. So which of those teams in front of you and Matt, you can pull them up to give them a list. Which do you think that you could slide off uh, up in front of? And the first one we would say is a team out in Vegas. I think that's in front of you that it, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt would be sick with it. Yeah. So we'll run through the top 10 real quickly. As you can see on your screen, if you're watching on a seven NFL.tv or the zone, at number 10 are the Los Angeles Aces coming in 1-0. and The Kryptonite are 3-0. and They are at the number 9 spot. Uh, that was a move down because of the level of competition the Kryptonite faced heading into week number 4. And they face a big challenge this Sunday. Number 8 are the Chaos. And as a note for the Chaos, they've outscored their opponents so far this year 97-6. to And that's insanely impressive. We can't take anything away from that. But above them are the 2-1 and Sick With It the 2-1 Watchmen, the undefeated Nightcrawlers, the undefeated 3-0 Animals, the BIC falling from number one to number three, uh, going 2-1 and one after the loss to the Patterson U, the still undefeated 3-0 Insomniacs, and at the top of the rankings, your Patterson U walking into week number four, 3-0 and oh on the season. So a lot of movement in this top 10 this week, and the chaos didn't get a move up, and I think the domination is a thing that kind of keeps you in a holding pattern because outside of the Covington heist, who you guys have yet to face in a game, it's been kind of easy pickings and that shouldn't hinder your growth in the top 10. But when there's a lot more parity in the Northeast and Vegas is you see that there's an elite tier and a rebuilding tier in Las Vegas. In Ohio, we don't, it's a lot like Florida to where we've only seen bits and pieces and not seen a full body out of this bur burgeoning division. It's your second season, it's the chaos's first year. And to be honest, 
we were surprised that you guys were able to walk into the A7FL and kind of decimate everybody in your path. I think the real test to see whether you're an elite team comes in what will most likely be the Western Conference final against any of these four Vegas teams on our list or three Vegas that's teams. That's gonna on be our a while. So no, but that but that's that's really that's really, you know, they I, I love Matt, I love Corey. When they rip the band-aid off, they rip it off so soft. Kino, who do you think your team could smoke that's above you right now? Let's get right to it. No, I that, was, I that was just yeah, Matt selling R8. Yeah, let, I'm fine with that. I want to get to the smoke. I want to get to the smoke. Who Let's do, do it in order. Let's do no, it in who order. Do you think, no, no, let Stick him say. Right, no, right. F, F that. Right, right off the gate. Who do you think I could be? That's above you right now. From seven to one. Who do you think you could be? I mean, to be honest, we not we not cocky. We just confident in our game. So Indeed. we go on to every game ready to beat anybody, whoever, whoever stuff put in front of us, we ready to play them. We got the athletes on both sides of the ball. So we, it don't matter. It don't matter who stuff put in front of us. We're going to play the same game we've been playing. I believe that, but you guys, a few of your teammates feel like eight, you know what I'm saying? Where do you guys think that you should be? You know what I'm saying? Eight isn't indicative to who you are and where y'all should be. So that means there's somebody in your spot right now. Who's in your spot? You tell me. Somebody. Somebody. Nah, we need, nah, uh, I feel like we need to be at least top 10. I mean, top five. Top five at least. But we so that means that, that you our... would not. So let's just play this, the game because we're, we're putting you in a hot seat, Kino. So thank you for coming on. But here we go. So that would knock out. Sick with it. Sick with it. Watchmen. The Watchmen. Nightcrawlers. The, 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 night the, the Watchmen, which are the top team in the Baltimore region right now. And the Nightcrawlers, which are the top team from Florida. So you're talking about, you know, probably the second best team in Vegas, best team in Maryland, best team uh, in Florida. So are, are you saying that you guys see yourselves not only as a team, but maybe even as we break it down that way, the, the better division? I want to say that. I'm just. Yeah, we're putting you in the bad spot. Just, so I'll, I'll I mean. I mean, it's not really tough. It's just we just gonna go into every game the same way. We ready to we ready to ball against anybody. So have you been watching any of the other re- teams' film? Yeah, have I've been watching some of their film. Who? What are some of the games you've watched, and and what are what are some of the things that you've noticed uh, watching this game as you've introducing yourself to the A seven? Um, it's just a new style. It's like. I could pick up and learn from so many games, but I've been watching um, BIC. I watched a couple mm. Patterson U and um, the Heist last year. They played the Snow Snow Tribe or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Something like that. But it's, it's, other than that, I, I watched a couple of Vegas Force games. So, I mean, we just we ready for anybody, but we so, feel like we're not. So really in the games, ever. in the games that you've seen, you've seen some athletes. You've seen some obviously highlight plays. And and not not braggadocious, not overconfident. You guys are allowed to be confident, and you're not like you know we put you in the trap to you know talk all the smack. And I appreciate that the quarterback answer. It shows Matt that he's not just some random wide receiver coming in here to play quarterback. He's got some media training as well. So 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 shout outs shout outs to shout outs to probably Skyler Hurd and and uh, Smothers over there, which always makes me think of uh, you know it's it, it's almost like a Simpsons reference, um, but. Where do you see your guys on the chaos, just as a, just as a squad, kind of matching up? Not saying that you're better, 
not saying that you're going to beat them because we got to play football. And I, I respect that kind of attitude about it. But where do you guys see yourselves kind of in, in the, the, the stacking up against some of the top teams in the A7, especially the teams that you mentioned, which basically are the class of the, their prospective divisions? Except I mean, of course. Some of, the, some of the guys want to see Pattis and you. We feel like we're not going to really get that respect until we play, you know, a, a team that been in this, this league for a while and one of the top teams. So, well, your I mean, next even, game. Even putting, you guys, even putting you guys in the top 10, I, I would say you guys should, like, enjoy that. Like, that, that's actually yeah. a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, right. we don't put – just anybody in that top 10, you know, regardless, you know, everybody thinks we do, but we really right. don't just put anyone in there. We put the aces It, it in. is a very arduous process. Oh, yeah. Very what arduous. were you going to say, Corey? I, mean, I said, still... I, I was laughing as I said, after Rob said, we don't just put anybody in. I said, we put the aces in. Well, they did win 47 to nothing. Like I know, they, and I'm I'm poking the bear, and hopefully they, they see that as a slight, and they hate me just as much as every other division does. Why not? Why do you want everybody to hate you? Like, he we gets got, off on it, Matt. He's a, he's a, I'm, I'm giving him my shrinks number. We're not king shaming. I'm giving him my shrinks number. We're not king shaming. Uh, I'm, I'm not it. trying to king shame anybody, Robert, but to, to... – Oh, it's off the rails. Keno. Keno. Let's be honest. Yeah. Who's your favorite quarterback that you've seen so far in the league? I don't really know him by name, but Patter, I mean, not Patterson, you. Um, BIC quarterback, he's nice. Sorry, sorry. He's both, nice. Both, sorry, both, yeah. both answers would have been correct, by the way. Because <laughs> if it was last yeah. year's you, he's on the animals now. So who is your next game coming up? The Crush, QC Crush. And, and that's, a, that's one of those interesting situations where you guys uh, – and, and by the way, even though you kind of see the colors of the jersey behind here, I, I would never back up Dale Hathaway. Um, he's a great quarterback, though, but that's my guy. But w- what about these teams are you figuring out right away? Do you guys just feel that much more confident in the A7FL style? Or do you think just as what I always say about this, this league, it kind of breaks down to a one-on-one league, are you guys just that much better than your competition right now? Um, um, I don't know. I want to say that, but we just we got athletes. We got athletes that go out there and put their all every play, play every play like as they last. So I want to say we got we just more competition, but I don't. I mean, what was we the score of the game that you, you just played against them? What was it? Like 47 nothing? Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah you guys, you guys definitely have some yeah. athletes compared to it. Let's, let's ask you this. You guys have a, a, a dual head coaching staff, which is maybe the first in the history of professional football, which is maybe, you know, one of those weird Guinness book of world records or something. But uh, we, we on the three on one podcast, since the inception of this, this show, even on, games of the week last year before the show existed we would have the conversation of in a seven coach or you know player collective leadership what do you think the the advantage of having a coach is and do you guys think that at least so far that that's helped you acclimate to the the new style of football better or is it just like you said you guys have athletes and that takes care of the, the thing in this league I mean, I feel like it's it's both sides. It's the coaching and it's the players. Like, 
they recruited a, a nice set of players on both sides of the ball. And we they learn it just like we learn it. So we just going into every game. We watch film. We we just we trying to get better. We can learn from other teams. We just trying to we just trying to get better. But the coach is Skyler. He he put a lot of trust in me in the offense. He believed in me and he put a nice set of skill players around me. So that play a, a big part of my game too, because when they do their part, it open up my game. When I do my part, it open up their game. Just like on defense. Defense, they got Brent, he a good defensive coach. When the D line, we got a great D line, great linebacker secondary. So when the D line get pressure and the secondary is on top of their game, it help us. It help us win. Sometimes they put up points too. Well, so not in the last question, game. Right? I had a quick question, right? Because you said you played high school football, you played semi-pro. As far as what you're used to with 11 on 11, what's one of the biggest differences you've noticed? Because this is your first year playing this style of football. What's one of right. the biggest differences you've noticed playing A7 versus playing semi-pro or anything like that, 11 on 11? Well, first off, it's the, it's the length of the field. Not mm. the length, but the width. It's the far sideline to have. So it's like you cut down a cut down a lot. But it's like it's more so like you like a one-on-one type. You gotta be better than a man across you, pretty much. And we we go into the game, every game like we the better. We we big dogs. We the big team. But we we pretty much know we ain't going to really get that respect until we play a, a well-known team, a well, a good team. In the first well, game, we didn't finish the game. We only played three quarters. We could have right. scored more points. So Shout-outs to the um, Olin Tangy Volcanoes logo again. Elite. Well, your path right now, if you guys keep winning, is going to lead you pretty much directly into one of these top Vegas teams, whether it be – well, it's only two right now. It's sick with in the, in the Insomniacs. And the Insomniacs or, right or, now. Or well, you can give the Kryptonite that. some respect. And, and, yeah, the Aces, too. Like, right now, much like New Jersey on the East, the battle, the path for the Las Vegas teams or the L.A. teams are much harder than it is for Florida or Ohio. In just way, the way the league is structured for this year with our first cross-country national playoff. And I think that when you guys make your way and you guys will play the conference championship in Ohio, so there is an opportunity for you guys to play spoiler. Right now, a lot of the conversation that I'm having, that we're having with other people in the league, is that it's looking like the Insomniacs and either the BIC or the U, but there's a lot of people thinking that the Nightcrawlers can play spoiler. Right. Uh, do you guys feel that with the team you have now and the next couple of weeks of playing that you have against in-division rivals, will that be enough to defeat an Insomniacs or a sick with it who play a somewhat similar style of football to you guys because this is their second full A7FL season. The okay. the interesting comparison is going to come when your teams play. 
But do you think Skylar Hurd and the rest of the coaching staff should start looking at inside? I know that Skylar's rooting for the Insomniacs to face you guys in the Western Conference final. Are you guys starting to prepare for the Vegas teams? Are you starting to look and diagnose and diagram against that for this June, July when we have the Western Conference finals? I mean, <clears throat> we've been looking into it, but right now we're just taking it one game at a time. Anything can happen. We're just taking it one game at a time. But like I said before, we we ready to go against anybody. We ready yeah, to play anybody. We confident in our game. We we feel like we can beat anybody. That may be a, a, like a relatively boring answer and non-specific answer, but that's the right answer, and I appreciate that. Um. <laughs> And I, and I think, you know, when we talk to your, your coaches, uh, when they send the Facebook messages almost relentlessly, mm-hmm. uh, but everybody knows that I'm down to talk A7 anytime, so they just take advantage of that. Look at Rob's face. He's like, oh, God. Yeah, we know. <laughs> but they've been watching the Vegas film, and they kind of know what the deal is. So you guys, like, just to kind of recap, you're not putting it out there, but you guys feel like you're top five, but you're doing all the right things and working for it. Now, when you get to that, that, that situation where you get to those games, that's a different thing. But let me ask you this. After you beat a team by that much, how do you prepare mentally to make sure that, that, that mistakes don't happen and you take a, take a team lightly? Um, just going into the game, not underestimating our opponent. Our opponent. The game starts 0-0. Zero, zero. So we just play every game like we down 21 points. We got to run it up. That's how we that, and then we missed the game. We didn't play the Covington Heights, so we really behind the game. We're trying to catch up in points. So, I mean, it's gonna just, be interesting. And Keno, I'm saying this in a positive this is a completely different philosophy than the other teams in the West, or at least the other divisions out West. We're seeing a lot more of a focus on next man up, next game up. A lot of the Vegas teams, and this is just because they're a more bombastic division. They have bigger personalities. And a lot of the East Coast teams too, they're already planning their trip to Anderson Automotive Fieldhouse. They're planning to attend the 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 vegan food festival, the the Bajata Bob uh, yacht party, you know, <laughs> the the Sangria Bobby uh, karaoke night taking place the night before the game uh, that'll be hosted at our hotel. Uh, when you, I'm that none of that's happening, by the way. Uh, I can't. Yeah, and, and if you play this. in the game, don't show up. Like that would be stupid. You're not going to play well. <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at some of these other teams in the league and, and we'll wrap here. Cause we do have Ryan Shamar joining us in just a few. We do moments. have but one Kino, more important question. Cause he's never been on before though. Yes. He's never been on before. We'll kick it to Corey's question. But when you see the more braggadocious teams in this league, does it give you guys a sense of anticipation to try and walk out and do what you've done to the volcanoes and to the crush who you're playing uh, this Sunday on a7fl.tv. And you can watch uh, the Sin City Chaos Path of Destruction uh, anytime on the a7fl rewinds, a7fl cutdowns that are available on a7fl.tv. Watch Kino completely light up uh, Ola Tangi and the Coving, and pardon me, this QC crush. 
is it is that giving you a competitive edge knowing that they are already presuming they're going to be in the chip i mean me personally i feel like there's there's any team go make it to the chip so that's our goal too we, we ain't trying to just go to the playoffs we're trying to go further than the playoffs we're trying to take it all the way i mean me personally I don't, I don't really feel like nobody can stop us. Well, you're going to have your that. chance against the Ohio guys, and then you're going to, if you take care of business in Ohio, you don't got to go too far for that final four. So we'll, we'll see how that goes, and, and good luck on, on your way to get there. But now we're going to ask a really important question. First, mm-hmm. what, what store are your coaches going to to get all these props for the chaos? Is there like a like a discount like mascot store that you were just like, oh, Spartan, give me this, and then you spray? But more importantly, that was just a joke. This is dead serious. Tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch. Kino, I'm not sure if you're the biggest fan of the show, but I know you are aware, as are all of Americans and now on the zone international humans, that we have a merch store that features three specific shirts that kind of like almost represent the three of us. And just to go through those, there is the Big Rob special, which is the Hus Hus shirt um, designed by at Jess Ham Tattoos. Then there is the Resplendent. And just guys, anybody watching on zone, which I always forget you guys now, I'm never going to, a7fl.tv and YouTube. Just look at Matt with the, Four buttons down. He already knows what What's time up, it is. girl? What's good? A thick boy season shirt, which is, is what the... It, what that thing do? With, with the resplendent <laughs> Matt my Ryan. That's for the touchdowns. What that thing do? Um, I mean, look, if it... If <laughs> I broke Rob. I broke if it's Rob. big... Listen, Matt, if it's big bravado Wilkerson, you could say <laughs> what that thing do, okay? Just to give a call back. Rob, Rob's going to have to get a drink of water after this. But, Kino, back to the more important question. Like I said, there's three shirts. There's Rob's, Hus Hus, Matt's, Thick Boy Season. And there's a shirt on there, which is the, the, the thing that I say is the I'll try. And if you look at, if you look at the uh, Omega's jersey behind me, that's basically all I've been doing. Um, so which of those three shirts does Kino Thomas send off his first appearance on the three-on-one podcast choosing and adding to the tally of these three hosts? Uh, uh, well, when you watch me play, I mean, I got a lot of hus hus, man. Uh, that's that talk, A lot of a lot of people that follow us in Vegas that were watching the lines for who we was gonna pick just uh, hit the favorite on that one. They had to bet <laughs> a lot. They had to bet a lot to win a little. But Kino, thanks for coming on. Thank Rob. Thanks you. Uh, in advance and in the past for picking the Hus Hus. You know the vibes. But from me and probably the rest of my guys, good luck for the rest of the season. Take care of business. Good luck against uh, Seth Chambers. He's a manimal. Um, But I think we all are, uh, you know, pretty big fans of your squad. And and even though you guys want to be ranked higher, just trust me. If this was happening two years ago, none of the teams anywhere but Jersey and Maryland would have even spelled (laughs) The, the 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 leftovers of the top ten. So congratulations so far. But it sounds like you got the right idea because you you know two games, 
you guys haven't done shit yet, you know, with all due respect. So just keep, keep the grind going and keep, keep putting up those 50 burgers and most things will take care of themselves. My guy. All right. Appreciate you. Thank y'all for having me. No doubt. It is the three-on-one podcast. I'm Matt Ryan joined by Corey Hammond and big Rob Fabian and, it has been a week here uh, for us uh, when when we've been dealing with everything that's been going on in the league. Uh, it's been about a, a eight months, I'd say. Yeah. It's it been, about, been a, it's been a eight months. That's what it's been. <laughs> We're talking to Kino about the grind of the A7 season. It uh, never stops for the three on one. Well, let's we, while we wait yeah, for we Ryan Shamar, and hopefully we don't get. We can, we can, yeah, we can actually talk about some of the things that happened over the weekend. Let let's just let's just like we're ripping off band aids and taking forever, but let's just start. U B I C go. I holy watched. Shit. Uh-huh. Holy shit! I was surprised. I got to apologize to Ryan Shamar when he gets in here. I I didn't think. Now let's be clear. I didn't think B I C was gonna blow them out or anything like that. I always thought it was gonna be a good game. I always expected a good game before be, between those two teams. I thought the drastic changes from last season to this season might have hindered, you know, the U a little bit. Boy, oh boy, was I wrong. Those guys came to play, and B I C didn't look like the B I C I expected to see. They kind of just got dominated. And I guess the score, they only won by six, but it was more about the control of the game where the U really had control and most of the time of possession, I think, was from the U too. I think they had the ball most, more than the BIC did. Am I right or wrong? Well, their game plan, Rob, and whether it was the actual time of possession or not, but what I saw is the game plan, A, coming into the season, I guess, preparing for this game, was to shore up maybe their their biggest weakness in le- last year, which was the offensive line. And I think there's somebody joining us that might be able to yeah, no, join us. Conversation. Listen, that offensive line is night and day compared to what it was last year. Well, that let's let's put it into perspective. Is, the oof. two things that started to work in the second half in the championship game were what? A hundred percent. Taking Amir Morris spy take Desha- right? and take Deshaun Johnson and put and, him in and the back. Icing out and icing out Berardi, Berardi. the only guy that is strong enough to make him look like he is not supposed to be out there. And for all of the great things that we say about Berardi, they are true. One performance against one player that might be like his weakness. Like if, if Berardi's a Pokemon, he's weak against 76 U. But, but when, when they put the game plan together and we, we talked about this and this is the perfect introduction, my guy, as you're about to come on, we talked to, to Carlos Crosland when he was on our show and he brought up, you know, he brought up that the team is, is, is communication organized, all these good things that talked about the structure. And I, as a setup, I knew what he was going to say. I was like, who's responsible for that? So Matt, why don't you introduce our next guest? Wait, but before he speaks, before our next guest speaks, I am a man of my word. I am very loud when it comes to my opinions and how I feel about certain things in this league. I was wrong about the U. So Ryan Shamar and the guys from the U, I formally apologize. You guys might not have been number four at all. You guys had every right to start at number two. 
But the way it looked to me, it didn't look that way. Nah, again, I have no, listen, I have no reason to, to be upset at being wrong because I'm rarely wrong. But this time I was dead wrong. Well, Rob, this is what I'll say. When we looked at it, they were at number four because we made the rankings. And when I looked at the paper, they were at number four. So who, who, who the hell cares about what it was three weeks ago? And they're number one right now, and they have a tough game coming up. And it doesn't matter after this week if things don't continue to go well for them. But as there's a – somebody's playing Pong in the background. What's that? A patient, there's a patient bearded man waiting to be introduced. So we'll just let Matt Ryan take, take over there. Oh, well – now joining us on the show, someone who probably isn't the happiest with us here on the program and has every right to want to take a foot and break it off in our collective asses. He is the mastermind of the Patterson U. He is undefeated, heading into a crucial week four against the Baltimore Watch when that game will be at 4 p.m. on A7FL.TV and on DAZN. It's Ryan Shamar. Ryan, thanks for taking the time out for joining us on the show. And first of all, if he's mad at us, let me just say, according to Rob, he was robbed of a championship last year by his own offspring. So, Ryan, don't be mad at us. Be mad at your kids. Or you would be a three-time in a row champ. No, I'm just joking. I just had to address that stupid joke. Ryan, welcome to the show. What's up, fellas? And to be clear, Ryan never made the excuse. Rob gave him the excuse. Ryan was a man and said, I just got to do a better job. To be clear. But anyway, congratulations, my guy. Tell us what it's like preparing for the Watchmen, because I'm sure you're over the whole BIC thing. Got interrupted my field session. (laughs) So, But you agreed before this happened to do this so i i just appreciate that you're constantly watching film so of course anybody talking to you at any time is interrupting your film session what are you looking at are you watching uh last week's film in which they played the omegas what do you see no <laughs> no all right you're not in a good mood so let's get down to it um nah, honestly no nah, i'm watching some of the omegas film they brought out some new sets that they wasn't running versus BIC. I mean, after a loss, you're trying to get back on your feet. So no disrespect to you and the Boston Omegas, but they probably wanted to try to put some things together and get a live look at some new things that they wanted to work out in their offense. I'm just here to address the conversations throughout the season, before the season. Um, I believe you guys said we was in trouble. I said that specifically. Mm. I, at the time, Ryan, to be fair, was, even though I may have been delusional the whole time, I, in my own mind, was slated to play you week one. So I was actually well-behaved. Oh, yeah. Corey was talking nice. I'm not going to lie. I was like, don't get it twisted. You shouldn't, you you know, underestimate the you. And and back in in, in the back of my mind, I'm, like, thinking, like, man, if I could just get 4.1 seconds, maybe I could do some things. It's now shaved down to 1.7, to, Ryan. To go. be fair, to be fair, Ryan, to be fair, right? You're a logical guy. I think we could we could reach each other here, right? Okay. I mean, all the, mind you, we're not in the organization. I once was champion. Thank you for that. Um, We're not in the organization. We're not in those group chats. We don't actually know what you're doing behind the scenes. Right. When it comes to what we're seeing and the moves that are being made, we don't know who re-signed. We don't know who's coming back. We don't know who's going to show up that Sunday. Right. When talks of 
a game-changing quarterback leaves your team, everybody's already kind of like, hmm, wait a second now. It's looking a little, you know, and, and I think, is that a fair assessment to think like, whoa, okay, that guy yeah. left. He- and, I'll, and I won't leave you on that island alone. I said on the podcast that Quattrell would come back. I felt like we could have worked out whatever we could have worked out. And you literally said that it you're not, even though it might happen, blah, 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 but you can't replace him. And that was your words. And and I don't think you yeah, I don't think you've tried to, but so so right. And I didn't say and I didn't say that young man's name for a reason because that we ain't talking about the animals. Well, I'm gonna I'm say and, he's a legend. I'm right. Say yeah, yeah. So, so Rob, you're it, you're you're the one who's weird for not no like, I, no you're weird. Stuff. No, okay, I understand, right, so, yeah, I understand I'm what leaving, Rob's saying. Yeah. Rob is saying we've proved enough to where we can just stop mentioning his name yes, and just address the 2023 you without yes. having to say his name. Now and I understand why you mention his name. He's a legend. I think he's the best, most skilled quarterback to ever play in this league. So with all due respect, he deserves his flowers. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we can't cry over spilled milk. It was next man up. It was next, next man up because we did have another quarterback. Right. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you just buy in to what it is that we put in front of you or what we collectively decide to do, then I mean, all it's about is execution and we're going to execute, I think better than anyone in the country. So. And I think to also be fair, right. And cause you're right, Ryan, call us out. You're, 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 you're actually the first person to receipts us on our show and stone (laughs) face and have Rob be like, but, but because honestly it was that, but, what did we say when we were doing the postseason breakdown? What did we say was the biggest weakness that we saw when we looked at the U roster and what they put on film throughout the season? We said the issue was offensive line. Offensive line. Were we wrong in you addressing that? Basically, putting out and and no one's going to call Kareem Moon a backup quarterback. That would be sacrilege but he wasn't the guy that you intended to start for whatever reason. And we can get into that later, but we don't have to, nobody needs to know this. No, we can, we can, that's but, what I'm but, no, no, And it's, and it's, if it's a health thing, then, then screw the rest of the league. They could just pretend like they don't, they don't care who's <laughs> going to be quarterback and they could prepare for both. But what I'm saying is, is that what I saw when I was watching the film and what I was watching that game is that that thing that you had a weakness last year, you addressed it. It looks like a strength. And if you have the, the stable of running backs that you have, and you have the, the, the institutional memory of who the U was even before you guys evolved with Quatrell Huffin, which we can say his name because it's part <laughs> of the actual history of this league, which exists, right? But saying his name even this season, especially if you continue to follow this track of success, it just shows that you, Ryan, replaced a thing that was a weakness and were able to augment something that we thought would be a weakness and what we saw from Kareem Moon was was top level A seven NFL quarterback play. What we've seen so far from Carlos Croslin is top level A seven NFL quarterback play. And what I would argue is that when you have an offensive line, quarterbacks play well. And Huff was able to kind of erase a lot of that because he's a magician. But the U is the number one team in the league, so I think A, we're bad. Our bad. We're sorry. <laughs> but B. I think we were all so right, and the fact that you addressed it just shows that how much you appreciate the three of us in our opinion. I mean, I, I, well, 
to give yourself credit for no us, i'm just upgrading. joking that's just an absolute funny, joke but no i mean <laughs> we'd be fools to lose and not fix the clear flaws that we had and, and you mean, are we, and you are well aware of your own football team up? much more so than we are so that was just a joke but kudos because i saw but it, it takes it takes time putting a team together the time i just didn't have last year and i mean now you have it you take time you make time and the results are on Sundays and that's really what it came down to. I mean, we knew what flaws we had. We're fixing them. I mean, respectfully to BIC, I mean, they're the number one. Well, they were the number one team before this week came. And I mean, it's still just a regular season game. Like in mm-hmm. my eyes, we still going to see them June 25th. So, I mean, the way I feel is we got to go again. Well, this Sunday, you guys are, uh, scheduled to be on our games of the week and uh it's a pretty interesting matchup you just mentioned in one of the comments you said before that the the guy that was in at quarterback this weekend was the the second no third right because it just so happens the guy you're facing this weekend is one of those guys and we hey there it's matt ryan are you enjoying this a7fl podcast well i'm glad you are because that means you can give us money that's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7flmerch. That's tinyurl.com slash a7flmerch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts. And also, we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now, sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like you know whether it's privately or publicly or whatever have talked at length about what the situation was and honestly this far into it i don't really care about that but now that you guys are playing him what type of insight knowing a little bit about him and obviously being aware of his game you guys knocked him out of the playoffs last year going into this, you know, apparent rematch of basically Baltimore super team versus the U with, with a couple Baltimore guys. What's your take on this week's game? And how do you feel facing the watchman and OG buck who was at the same time, I was supposed to be snow tribe starter, supposed to be your starter. I mean, to be fair to him, this is not the same team. And I mean, this is not the same rare breed team. I think the Gator pieces that made this Watchman team are what's going to be different about facing him this time. Respectfully, we've beaten him three of the last four years in the Final Four. So I feel like our respectfully our game plan against Buck has worked. Yes, he scored points, and he's a good um, play caller as far as what he draws up, but I feel like you know, styles make fights. And I think playing BIC and then playing a Washman back-to-back, they have similarities, but they have strong differences, especially defensively. So, I mean, we can't play the same game that we played a week ago. And, I mean, shout-outs to whoever made the schedule. I'm not going to say no names, but I think – It's, that, it's that same guy. Carlos they, Croslin had a problem with it, too. It's the same guy. No, nah, I mean – We got to talk to this guy. It's yeah, a, it's that, a, that's – I heard he wears green shirts a lot. He's a real piece yeah, of garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I had some problems. He's with a real it. player. I definitely, I definitely had some problems with it that weren't you problems. But as far as the way it worked out, I mean, I looked at it and said, this is perfect because is. we got two games that I felt like allowed us to get into our groove. And then we come into BIC after a bye week. Then we play against the Watchmen, which is going to be a heated game. And then we have the Battle of Patterson the week after that. So you kind of gave us our three hardest games back to back to back. back. So, I mean, like. And then after that, who you got? No, anyway, anyway. um, (laughs) It kind of just motivated us to be like this whole month of April just feels like the playoffs. So it's like you had to just get up, you had to prepare, you had to feel like, okay, this whole month of April we have to lock in. This whole month of April we have to be on our game. This is going to show us who we are. And, I mean, beating a team like BIC just lets everybody know, like, what we decided to buy into mentally is proven results. So now let's go get the next one. So as far as I'm concerned, Monday – I gave the guys a day to just go ahead and relax, heal up, and we went right back to it on Tuesday. So uh, you mentioned you mentioned earlier in your response just now that styles make fights. How do you feel hearing that matchup-wise, a lot of people are feeling, and because, you know, I talk to a lot of the guys in the league, a lot of people are feeling that the Watchmen are a better matchup for you guys than BIC was. Because they're watching BIC film and think we're going to play the Watchmen like BIC, which is stupid. But the people that they just look at film and say, oh, they're going to do this to us. No, we can do a plethora of things. I mean, there were a lot of guys missing from that BIC game that didn't play like Mims, like Kells Gallimore, like a Rashad Knight, like other players like we had at least 10 players that didn't play that game and seven of them are skilled guys so it's like the way we just played this game you would be a fool to think we're gonna play the next game the exact same way but I mean by all means watch the BIC game as much as you want and feel like you got us figured out as much as you want and I mean and I'd be a dummy to tell you that we're not gonna do some of the things in the BIC game that Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But at the same time, to really give somebody the blueprint and say, hey, this is exactly how we're going to play you and think it's going to be the same thing, you're a fool. Well, I was going to actually ask you a similar question, just a little bit different way. Who do you think has been a more difficult preparation? BIC, which you guys know each other so well. I mean, you guys are division rivals. You basically play two or three times a year at this point. Or the Watchmen, which, yeah, you know a lot of these guys, but it's still a brand new team. And they got a lot of wrinkles and things that they can maybe put together and figure out because they're still new to this. So we don't know that much about them. Who's been the tougher preparation? It's still BIC. I mean, because they're dynamic in ways offensively that the Watchmen are not. However, when you got the Watchmen and you have two different type of quarterbacks and Ace Boogie and Buck, and I think we're going to play both of them just watching your game, I think we're going to play both of them. I yes. just feel as though, like, they play it differently. Um, I think BIC has the better receivers, but the Watchmen have good quality receivers as well. I think the Watchmen are 
a more brute force, strong team up front. Buck does a lot of movements that Sterry doesn't do, but Sterry's more mobile than Buck. So, I mean, it's just two completely different type of quarterbacks. I think John Gauss plays more like Sterry than Buck does. So, I mean, you just got to kind of prepare in all ways. But player-wise, watching the Watchmen play, I mean, they got about two guys that I saw play against BIC that I never saw play before. But player for player, I mean, a bunch of those guys are guys we had big matchups against before, so I know what they're capable of doing. I know what Beefy's going to do. I know what Marlon's going to do. I know what Pac's going to do if he's there. I know what um, Antmo's going to do if he's there. I know what Nick Mays is about. Like, I know what the main guys on that team are going to bring. And nobody plays the U like they play everybody else. And That's Ryan, how- to, to your point, the additions you've made in the offseason to adding a snag, Sosa, adding Carlos Croslin, uh, you picked up AOT during uh, the transfer window big, last week. Big game. Big yeah. game. It was everywhere. When you, when you make those additions and you have dy- a dynamic personality like Snags, What's the adjustment like and how much of a weapon is that walking into games against the Watchmen and the Buzz, who you already have so much intel on by playing those games, by being a voracious watcher of film? And I want to dive a little bit deeper into that as we as we get towards the end of the show, because I want to ask you more about the national stuff, because I know you're watching film on a daily basis across the league. But what has that process been like adding them into the flow of what you guys do as an organization week in and week out and their insight on these other teams, the Watchmen, the the Buzz, or even the BIC, that unique perspective must be so important to building out these game plans. I mean, we don't do a buddy system here. So if you put on a Patterson U jersey, you have a role before you even put the jersey on. So. Like, even Sunday, everybody played. If you put a jersey on, you got a role and you got a job to do. And it's all about you buying into whatever that job is. So, like, when we went out and got a snack, so so when we got a Carlos Croslin, when we got the guys that we got, the Deion McDaniels, the Vincent Juras, they all had a job. We all knew what they was capable of doing, and they came here to do that job. So, I mean, for us... Personality-wise, Snags is high energy. He's going to talk crazy on the field. He's going to pick guys up. He fits right in with the culture. I mean, Opie is somebody, Carlos Croslin, who doesn't really talk as much, but he's starting to get into who he is as a person with the team. And as soon as we passed him the keys, so to speak, he picked it right up. He said, I got y'all. And we believed in him from the very beginning. So, I mean... It just fit right in. It just works. Ayo Tay is high energy. He fit in. I saw Tay. I told him, I said, Tay, I know what you can do, and I'm going to let you do exactly what you can do to the strength, and he proved it on Sunday. We don't we don't just pick up guys to just pick up guys. If, you, if you're here, it's because you can do a job. And – and as you look at the film across the league and you see a lot of the changes, we just had Kino, the head, the, the starting quarterback for the Sin City Chaos on the show. They're outscoring teams 97-6. to six. We're seeing in Vegas heavy offense, not a lot of focus on defense. As you prepare for the national playoffs, when you prepare, 
more than likely being one of the teams going up against the Tampa Nightcrawlers in the Eastern Conference Championship, and you see what they're doing. Do you see that as a huge advantage for you and the U walking into these teams that are basically just running up the score against each other in these games and not prepared for what we've seen every week in the Northeast is a playoff game. And we saw that from the first game on Sunday to the last game on Sunday in both DC and in New Jersey. And we're going to see that again this week with four games in the Northeast, starting off with the animals at 10 AM. Is that an inherent advantage for you guys because they are doing this and you're able to see every single facet of their offense and find all of the holes in the defense? It's not really as much finding the holes. It's just the competition and game situations. Like for football, I think what positions and adversity you overcome tells you what kind of team you have. So when you got a team that's putting up 50 every week, they don't know what it's like to be a BIC down 20 to six fourth right. quarter. And you need a big play from Ashanti. He gives it to you. You need a big play from Stary. He gives it to you. You tie the game up in the fourth quarter with four minutes left. Those guys yeah. not into those situations. You got the night crawlers who are just going to walk through Florida and you got the other teams out in Vegas. And I mean, some of them never even been down before. They're just blowing teams out. They're using it like practice scrimmages. So for us, I feel like personally, and you can call me biased, I feel like no matter if you're from Jersey, Maryland, D.C., Boston, whoever comes out of the Northeast, I think it's going to be more battle-tested and ready to just win a championship just because we've been in those shoes, we've been in there together, where some guys, they might fold because they've just never been in that situation before. Right. Who of the teams in the other divisions that you've seen do you at least give credence to what they put on tape as a potential top team in this league? It's funny because I think the best player in Vegas is from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so I, mean, I think it's all about Trey. He's from um, he's from um, yeah, he's PA. from PA. Oh, you're talking about Trey Robinson? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, he's from PA. Jersey. I meant like yeah, yeah, more from, like, yeah, from the north. North he, he played guy. he played town town beef. Yeah, he knows right. How to play this game. So he's a so he's a northeast guy. And he plays like it. Um, I think the Nightcrawlers, with some of the additions that we probably haven't seen on the main stage, I think that they beat the Rare Breed for three and a half quarters. And I just mm -hmm. think that mentally they just felt like they had it in their bag and they pulled the Atlanta Falcons. Like, I mean, it's no... They pulled no the Nightcrawlers. They danced. Yeah, they, <laughs> they kind of like... They, they just made some mental errors, but they they played the better. The Falcons game. never danced. The Falcons were trying. They just they just blew they kinda, in the night like crawlers. They danced. But, but what happened true. to them is kind of alluding to what you just said, Ryan. You said that some of these guys haven't been battle tested. They haven't been down. They don't really understand what it's like to get punched in the mouth, so to speak. So it's like with those night crawlers. Things were sweet because they thought there's no way these guys want to fight back. They thought the yeah. Rare Breed was going to lay down. And I think that's the edge that the Northeast is going to have. I have to agree with Ryan on that. The Northeast Rare, Rare Breed had edge. those matchups. If I remember correctly, they had a game where they were down against BIC. They cut it to one score. They had a right. big stop to make on fourth down. And KWAC came up with the catch to get the first down that won the game. They was down 13, 14, nothing to the U at Abyssinio. They came back. They played against um, 
they played against the Gators. They had a tough game out there in Baltimore against the Gators. Like it, so, when, yeah. so when you go down, okay, Buck knows. Hey, we going Baltimore special. Right. We doing this. We like we doing that. Like you Buck just knows. Put in the backup. You know what to. <laughs> you know what to do, and that's and that's just it. And I'm not saying that. People never had big games in their life. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, you could have played college, semi-pro, pro, whatever you did before you came to A7. But with this specific group of guys, does everybody understand what has to happen for us to come back? Right. Because everybody's going to want the ball. That's just the way it is. There's so many alpha dogs across the league. But can I defer? Can I say, hey, you know what? Bagway is winning this matchup. We're going to go here. To reek, and we're gonna go get this first down to win the game, and it just comes down to that. And if they can't do that, then respectfully, they just don't have championship DNA. What about with the situation specifically that I've heard from the Nightcrawlers, in which they're spanking teams, blowing them out, making it look embarrassing, and Mark Bagway hasn't even been there. Deontay Henderson hasn't even been there. Is that something that you're like, well, they'll get better? That's almost scary, or is it like? Man, they don't even take it seriously. Serious, the same thing's going to happen, basically, if, if they I never mean, show up and just expect to just turn it on. You can look at that in one or two ways, right? That's Yeah, they, I'm asking you, which yeah. way are you looking at it? I'm I'm saying I'm looking at it two different ways. I'm saying okay, it's okay. either I don't know which team is going to show up. Is it going to be the team that's been spanking guys without these head guys? Because then what role does everybody fall into once Bagway and the other guy does get there? How yeah. many reps do you guys have together? What about the chemistry? What about the camaraderie? Everything else, like everything matters. So if y'all not playing games as a team to get better as a unit, then what are you really doing? I mean, you might ask BIC, and I think it'd be an over, you know, it would be an overreaction. But sometimes at times there there can be a, a subtraction by addition, maybe, you know, and that might be something that we take a look at when we see, if Mark Bagway is going to be about the bag or he's going to be Mark Winway, which I think is the theme down there. But it's a theme with you. It could also build confidence in the other <laughs> I, guys. I, I, listen, Rob has a you're problem with all of my narratives. No, you're, my you're narratives literally the only one that says that, bro. the conversations of the league. No, in it's three, not. In three weeks, we're going to have one of the most anticipated games of all time <laughs> in which the greatest quarterback of all time takes on his former team in the Patterson U. This is the A7FL. Yeah, see, stuff like that is what I'm talking about. Like, it might be games like that one where it might be guys that don't usually get as many plays but might play more against certain guys in certain games. So those guys that are playing in those Nightcrawler games while Bagway and some of the other players might not be there, that might help them get their confidence level up if this is their first year, might get their feet wet, might get them adjusted to how we play this league, and they might not have been able to get those reps if Bagway and everybody was there. So it's – there's so many ways you can look at things, but it all matters who comes like what July 9th in Ohio. And and to not look too far ahead, but I, I found what you said interesting there because I think there's a lot of parallels to the Battle of Patterson, which is coming up after this week. Hoff's got a team with a bunch of young guys, and to be fair to them, this is the biggest game for them so far this season on their schedule next week against you guys. Do you feel that heading into that game, 
they're going to feel that pressure a little more than your guys walking into that game? Absolutely. I mean, we're going to feel the surface level pressure of you better not lose the huff because that's really going to look bad. But I mean, for them to prove to everybody that they are who they say they are, who they believe they are, and prove to themselves even that they're here to stay and they're like they're a new look team and they're not the same old animals. I mean, they already feel like they're not the same old animals and they're right, you know, but the level of pressure, I think you're going to see a Quattro Huffing you haven't seen in a long time. He's motivated. He wants to win. He, to me, he given more energy to this than I've seen him play in a couple of years. He really wants it. He's playing offense, defense, special teams. He's doing things that, you know, a lot of players in this league are not committed to doing, and he's being a leader. And, I mean, you can never knock a leader or somebody that asserts that much effort in all three phases of the game. I mean, they're still they're looking better every week. They got new guys coming in every week. They're still adding guys to the team. You might see some familiar faces this week that you haven't seen in a long time just because I know what's going on with in Patterson. But, I mean, right, for, tell us, tell us, you know. definitely won't tell you. <laughs> still Patterson, still Patterson though. <laughs> like, but we kind of, you don't have to tell us on the air, but we do kind of know to have to prepare for the whole broadcast and stuff. But uh, <laughs> somewhat of a final question, because I don't know if Robert Corbin, final question from me. A, you'll know you have the game in the bag against the Watchmen if Baltimore does what, when? I'll know I have the game in the bag when it's the fourth quarter with zero 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 on the scoreboard. I knew he was gonna Fair answer. Nah, I, I, I great, had a great feeling chicken. that was the answer. Hey, this is the title of this episode is uh media training one oh one, basically. Boom. <laughs> Keno Thomas came on here. He was he was he was confident in his team. He wasn't willing to put the spice out here. And then the king of saying the right thing, doing the right thing, and according to Carlos Crosland, the unquestioned leader and driving force of the U when they are successful and his children let him friggin sleep. Hey man, listen, the players play. All I can do is watch the film and, and recruit the, the, the mystic pieces that you should you had last <laughs> yeah. year. Maybe you guys win you the, put championship. the team together. You watch the film. You say, Hey guys, I see this. I see this. Let's attack here. Let's cover this. But at the end of the day, they got to make the plays. So all the credit goes to them. It's just you got to get it together and let them just take off with it and whatever. And sometimes they come back with a championship. We've done it, what, four out of nine times? And just just for instance, guys, we weren't just talking to the players in this league that follow us. We were also talking to most of the coaching staffs around the league, media training 101. It's a royal we when I'm talking about myself. I have I got personalities in my head. Come on, Rob, chill out. Did it already. But um, I got a question. What do y'all have the score being? And I don't care if y'all pick up the lose. It's okay. And uh, I, I'll ask I you this like... because when I when I run lines, I need information. Who's the starting quarterback, and what's the injury status of Carlos Crosland? Question. You'll see Sunday. 
All right, so uh, I'm not giving you a line. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go and like now go into my into my phone that's about to die and start asking questions. And I'll, you know, somebody will slip. Everybody's. That's why you gotta ask. I knew you weren't gonna do it, but I had to ask. If you don't ask questions, nobody slips. I got another question. All right. Do you feel like if Carlos Crossan plays the whole game, that we still win the game against BIC or against the Watchmen? Against BIC. Yes. Listen, this is what I'll say. I think that what I witnessed when I unfortunately wasn't there to call the game, I, I had to rewatch it, but I witnessed another moment in the litany of the greatest things that have ever happened in this league that ha- that were led by Kareem Moon. Moon yeah. And Moon is special. Yeah. That that pass to Dot Boss, no quarterback would claim that that was a perfect pass, but it was the perfect pass in that situation. The first one or the second one? The the underthrown both of them ball. Were great. In, in, both of them no, were great. No, they listen. He threw it to listen. Hold on. He threw it to Doc. I know. Did you not hear what I just said? No, but we know Doc will go get it. Like he'll go get it. Quarterbacks would say that that wasn't a good throw, but it was the perfect throw in the perfect situation to the perfect player. Because if you underthrow the ball to Doc Boss, he's going to rebound and get the ball. So I'm not criticizing the throw. I literally just said it's the perfect throw to the perfect player in the perfect moment. But but I don't know. I don't know if if Carlos Croslin yet. Not that he hasn't proven that he's good. I don't know if he is the special kind of player that Moon is because when you guys needed a special kind of play, regardless of of how old he is or what position he's playing or or whatever, even though we talk about Huff all the time, go back and watch the film. More times than not, the guy that makes the play for you, it's probably the the Michael Jordan symbol of our league. It's Kareem Moon. To answer your question, though, Ryan, I think you guys still win with Croslin at the helm because – Croslin was actually doing the job prior to getting hurt. You guys were up with Croslin at quarterback. It wasn't it wasn't like you guys were down and then Moon came in to save the day. Moon just continued the job that was already started and he did it in his own unique way. So I do think Croslin And the difference and to be fair with my answer, the difference in the game wasn't at the quarterback position. It was in the offensive line for the U and with the the Mm -hmm. blocking that anybody got back there under center or at the running back position, that's what won the game, in my opinion. So I think Carlos Croslin, at least in that game, would probably have been able to execute. I just wanted to shout outs to another special moment in one of the most special careers in professional football. Um, I just I wanted f- to ask that question. I'm, go ahead, Matt. I feel like you guys still win the game. I think a lot of it is hinged on what Corey said. The offensive line play was some of the most impressive offensive line play we've seen this year, no matter the division, no matter the game, uh, completely shutting down a BIC defense that to this point has been underperforming, but it was stark in comparison to everything else. Um, I think the shutting down of Ashante Worthy was something that was a definitive thing that you probably had game plan, but there was one play where you guys got a, ta- a penalty. And I think me and Rob agree that was the smartest the defensive yeah. play that could have been made at that moment of the game. Yeah. And I think when, if, if that play doesn't end that way and Ashante worthy is able to get into the end zone, they ended up scoring on that drive. They so it's, it's a moot point, but, if Ashante scores on that play, I think the momentum shifts. And I think Moon in that situation, in terms of playing in big money games, I think the confidence would have been there 
but I think Croslin would have gotten the job done regardless. I think it still would, it would have felt a little bigger if Croslin was there towards the end. I'll ask you this question, this question, Ryan. If so Stary do, I, I just want to respond to it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. I don't want to be long winded. I think every time Ashanti scores, BIC's game breaker meter just moves up like 1,000%. Half, half, like the energy he puts into the team is unmatched. Like when they scored the touchdown, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm getting the next drive ready. We got to go score. Like, because I know what's coming now after he took right. it. So I know. Um, y'all mentioned a few things. Number one, I think the first throw that he threw to M. Dot or Dot Boss for the first touchdown, I thought Moon threw a dime. Like it really fit right in between two defenders. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a dime. And then Rob goes, That's the wrong guy. It needs to be Abby. And then Abby comes. Abby gets cooked. And then, and then he gets Abby. <laughs> and then he goes, now I look crazy because I said he Abby got it. Yeah, he literally and said it. He was like, damn, are you listening? Because I'm, I'm like, oh. The third throw on first and 20 with the game on the line on the last drive. And um, you guys posted the catch. That's the best catch i ever seen, Dot man. It's the best catch. It was catch. amazing. Like the left-hand one against Snow Tribe last year was crazy. But that was crazy because I thought Moon for sure overthrew him. And you're the way talking he about the, when he kind of wheeled out and he was on your guy's sideline and he and yeah, he, and he got when in Verardi, yeah, yeah, when he mauled, when he head tap Verardi, yeah, in and and then poor gets kid. out of bounds. That poor kid, you couldn't, that have, you couldn't have asked for better, you know. And I don't feel bad for Verardi. He beat me three times last year. I don't care. <laughs> um, and I won it. Do I feel bad for him? And I'm well, that's my guy. He's a great football player. <laughs> I play him this weekend. Yeah, you got to play him oh. this week. That's why you're talking yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Can Corey borrow some of your guys after the Watchmen game to see if they can hang out for a bit? Just like look at his we, face. No, he's not going to do it. So don't even ask him. I, I got a question. I, I got just, a question. I just Wait, don't want my friend out, to get hurt. Can we shout oh, out the big last, men? Can we shout out the big men? Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. So lastly, yeah. the reason why I asked y'all the question I asked y'all is because I don't want anybody taking any credit away from Carlos Crosby because I, I yeah, felt like were. when he went through what he went through can't say what he went through but when he went through what he went through that kept him from getting back in the game I felt like he was just getting ready to really get into fully his game like sometimes as a player as somebody who used to play football I know when y'all got that one play that's like okay I'm ready to go now and you ready and you're in it now like your your mind is in it things are clicking it's different than the nerves you had pre-game and I felt like when he got the big run on the first drive that set up after the fumble, Marcus gets the fumble knocked out. Irvin recovers it. We get the big play from Carlos Crosland. I'm like, oh, yeah, we rolling. We ready. Like, everything mm-hmm. just started clicking on the right frequency for him, and then whatever happened, happened. So I don't want nobody to take nothing away because he works hard. He watches film. He does his homework. And, I mean, y'all going to see him put in more work this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, but- we had him on the show, even though he he's upset with whoever runs our social media. Same guy who actually does the schedules, probably, likely. Um, yeah. Also, last week, you know, Matt said that he punches babies or something. This guy's terrible. The, the old but- lineman, Deshaun Johnson is the best old lineman in the country. Um, that's not a question. Um, mm-hmm. Lamel and Danny Miller. The Miller brothers. Wow, 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 wow. They did everything they told me they was going to do. 
What a pick up, man. Got what you. Up. Whatever you need us to do, we're going to do. And I promise you, we're going to win this game. And there's nothing else I'm going to say. They did everything I could have asked them to do. They definitely delivered. And I think they're underrated. So, for all right. I think, no, I think that, listen, I'm going to be honest. After what I saw Sunday, I think they're currently rated. Those boys can play. I'm going to be honest. Everybody saw that. Everybody well, saw yeah, what happened. We're talking. Think about this front: Deshaun Johnson at wing back, fullback, the Miller brothers in the middle, and one of them lost a human size pound amount of weight. That bro. dude is slim. I didn't Can I just tell y'all him. something? Can I just tell y'all something? Hold on, real quick, bro. I bought him a three X jersey. He's swimming in <laughs> it. No, listen, listen, listen. He shows up to the field, and I was like, "Yo, where's your brother?" He goes, "Yeah, he's right over there." I'm like. No, I don't see your brother. He says, no, that's him right there. I'm like, that's not the guy I just saw two months ago. He lost that weight in two months. Yo, tell him to call me, son. I need to. Yeah, 60 days. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can use the help. Yeah, like, yeah me gonna, too. We, me we too. Go to Vegas. I'm right, I mean, hey, Rob, I'm right with you. You feel <laughs> right me? Like, with you. Ryan, we all, we all have plans to go to Vegas in July, right? So I'm saying if we could all get on the, the Miller yeah, Brother whatever program. Saw, whatever. The Miller yeah, Brother program. It's the Corey yeah. Hammond. Yeah, I said, I said, you, bro, you, dropped, you dropped two X's in this three XL. Like, I don't, I'm not really understanding how he you is. did that, but I'm happy you did it because the way he was moving, I'm like, he's going crazy. And then you have Dot to yeah. round off, yeah, just to that finish line. it off. Just to and finish then it Dot, off. Dot is standing there blocking, moving his feet, and then releasing the head tap. Yeah, that line is phenomenal, man. Great job. Great job cleaning that up. That's a phenomenal line. That's I how I think you Corey Hammond. Corey Hammond looks like a, a, a championship quarterback with that line. I ain't gonna lie. Hey man, I couldn't get Big Rob back, right? So that's what we I said. Did what I, I did what I tried to do. Listen, you did a great job. I'm not gonna hold you. You don't need me now, right? <laughs> nah, you still want to come play? <laughs> nah, he, he's suiting up for Please your Please don't take him from me. I got it if you need it. That 51 Goose. sitting somewhere. Goose oh. is texting him right now. Come on, I'm man. You know, I ain't gonna lie. That sounds enticing. Corey. Is that, is that breaking Corey. your A7 contract? Nah, I'm gonna nah. be calling the games by myself by the end of the goddamn season. It just gets- can I put y'all on the hot seat one more time? Absolutely. Yes. Keep the show going. If y'all had to have a mid-season MVP, who are you picking? Because everybody's balling right now. Ashanti worthy. Ashanti worthy. Huh. Or or, or yeah. Darnell or Darnell. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought you were right now. Right now, I thought you didn't want to say his name, Rod. <laughs> No, but because he he asks a question oh, that has absolutely. nothing to do with it, former no. teams. But I yeah, think it's fine. insane to even say Ashante Worthy is the only name I can I can even respect in that conversation because the question of what an MVP is, is if you move this guy from this team to this team to this team, would he do the same thing? And the answer for Ashante is yes. We didn't know that for Huff, but Not, we just watched Huff do it. And and, it's and, and to be fair, Huff. and to be fair, it's right close. now it's Huff. But guess what? He's played in order. Who has he played? Omegas, he Renegades. He played who no they put on the schedule because I'm telling and you right now. Wait, that, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Because everyone who saw animals on their schedule thought it was a win, Corey. Am I right no or am I wrong? That. They knew. No. No, no, one no thought Corey, that they Corey. Huff before Huff made the move. Oh, before, yes. saw acid, animals yes, on the yes, schedule. That is yes. an easy W. Everyone was 1-0 before they realized Huff was on the team. They are now 4-0. We got no, I'm not them. saying he's not. They're I'm not saying three and zero, three and zero. They'll be four and zero if they win this weekend. Look, and look, speaking of that, against the DC Buzz. Yeah. Listen, I, I'll buzz. tell you right now. As soon I'm as the schedule came out, I said in the comments on the first episode, I said he's going to go five and two. 
I know. We all I know. I know what he I, has yeah. to offer. I know what he's gonna bring. He's, he's going five. He's and he five. and he'll likely win the MVP if he goes five and two. I think. I think, I think if he does what he's been yeah, doing uh, so if far, they, he if will. that happens, yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I just say Ashanti be worthy because I I just say Ashanti worthy because they they might have the one of the well. I do have a counter argument, even though y'all not gonna appreciate it. But I wouldn't be me All if right. I didn't. Oh, we always yeah. appreciate it. Well, yeah. If Carlos Crosland goes seven and zero, which none of y'all had him doing, and he's the number one seed. Don't give me that face, Corey. Y'all did not have us going seven and no. Not one of you with a microphone or headset. No, and I wouldn't have said if you You're told me in the beginning of the season that Carlos Cross yeah. was your quarterback that he was going to so go seven and no. If he but, goes seven and no, and he's the number one seed, and he has to go through the gauntlet of beating BIC, the Watchmen, and an undefeated Animals team three weeks in a row, how could you not put his name? In a serious conversation with that outlier. No, if and he I'll does, if that. he does that, if he stays healthy and does that, there's no. Then it's a three horse race between there's him one, and the there's one know. asterisk. There's one asterisk, and it's me, Ryan. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna give it to you. He didn't finish that bic yeah. game. See, that's and why I asked be, y'all the question. Yeah, that's, that's the only I way. Y'all y'all know, you set it up. You set it up. You set it up. You set it up. He would have won the game regardless. I feel you. I, feel I didn't you. say that. I no, I, I, I asked did. all three of you. I said, would we you. still won the game had he not got hurt? I laid he it up. He set it up. So I can come back and dunk it later. And what did I say? But what did I say? I'm blocking the shot. What did I say? You say a lot. I don't know what you said, but what I'm saying, is, I said that Moon did some some fantastical magic. What, what, what you what you expect? I, honestly, I, I'm gonna say this now. That like, Moon I, was gonna do some fantastical magic shit. Yeah, no, that's probably I think, what I expected. I think Huff's the best, and this may be present. I'm just spoiled like this. I think Huff's the best quarterback that ever played in A7. I think Moon mm-hmm. is the goat of A7, and the reason yeah, why I, I said feel he's like the that lo- is he's the Michael Jordan logo. Yeah. It don't matter if he had to play quarterback, receiver. I even seen him. Catch an win, win a game, win somebody. a game when it mattered on a three-on-one must-have return. Yeah, like he had to win they, it in the playoffs has, against nobody, the Immortals. There's nobody to me that flat-out championships, big moments, different positions played, none of that shit. Like he checks every single box there's to the point argument. where. And who's that guy in this no, no, season right there, now? There, no, there's an argument, but honestly, because of Moon's longevity. I, I don't think we can really say any too many names next to his. I'm gonna yeah, be honest. There, to, yeah. to me, he's the he's the great him and maybe courage are the two when as you players. think of cornerstone players as players, as just players in this league. Moon in it has more championships, so that edges him out for me. But when you look at the impact they've had on their teams, those two to me are the goats. And when you might look at courage, some of the when you look at some of the greatest moments in the history of our league, it's almost always moon at the center of it. whether it's a catch that wasn't called a catch, but was a catch, whether it's a return that he needed at the end of the game. And if he doesn't get it, the team likely loses and doesn't win the championship that year. The catch that gets us in the championship three years in a row that Rob just took from us, but go crazy. It wasn't specifically I, I wasn't Rob. There. If you're going to blame there. anybody, you're going to have to blame a Ryan DePaul because everybody just blames him for everything. It was, and... it was the catch, but, continue, but continue with the moments. It was a catch, by the way. But no, but the I said, like I said, said every, the catch that year. was ruled, not a catch. 
Every every year, Moon has created a moment. But and let's he's, let's he's say been this doing this since I was eighteen. I'm thirty three, bro. Like I, I just at this <laughs> Listen, point, it's a long know, time. I'm being honest. So, Moon's been so kicking Ryan, my ass since I was eighteen. So back to, to Carlos, watch him right? beat watching him beat a BIC team in twenty twenty three was kind of a little PTSD and a little bit of nostalgia. And it's like, holy shit, oh, he's still doing it. It was the best it. type of nostalgia. Him, jump, him, him jumping in for the winning at the touchdown the way he did, that he was more than nostalgia. Yeah, he felt that all day Monday. I bet. It was worth it. <laughs> all day. Now, now back to Carlos Carlson. and I think this is the last thing, and I promise this is the last thing for me. Your question, right? If he goes if he goes 7-0 and this year? Yeah. So he's playing Sunday. Damn play. So he's healthy? I didn't say he was starting. I said he'll play. All right. Well, You're not going to get what you want from me. Oh, uh, but you try to dunk on me. I had, man, I just crossed over. You spun it back. That was Corey hitting a Euro step. He hit a Ginobili on that play. one. You do yeah. know that his, his position on the website says receiver, right? I know that he plays for the U and you guys sometimes put Marcus McKinney at quarterback because you're just out there to win the game. So, Hey, if he's just part of the roster, they're they're here to win a championship. championship. Yeah, there you go. And and it's getting closer to championship season. Action starts at 10 a.m., but the games of the week start at 1 p.m. It's on a7fl.tv and internationally on the zone at 1 p.m. It's the D.C. Buzz taking on the undefeated Silk City Animals at 4 o'clock. The Watchmen try to knock the U out of the undefeated column. And then at 7 p.m., the pit bosses look to bite back and find a way into the playoffs going up against the Hunters who are barely holding on to the eighth seed in the West. But we also have the Renegades in the Snow Tribe. The Kryptonite will take on the Insomniacs in a battle of two undefeated teams. We have the Orange taking on the Ghost. The QC Crush go up against the Chaos. The Heist play the Olatangi Volcanoes. The OTT are against the Sickwit. The Gold play the Force. The BIC play the Omega. Sorry, Corey. And in Los Angeles, it's the Vibe taking on the Heroes. And we will wrap here. Ryan Shamar, thank you so much. Kino, the quarterback of the heist, uh, pardon me, of the QC, uh, of the uh, Sin City ro- Chaos. I'm very tired, which is you're, why I'm you're like to You're like me when I'm calling one of my kids. I say everybody's name, including the dog. It's just like, just get over here. You know which one. Fellas, I appreciate y'all having me. I'll see y'all July 23rd. See you July 23rd. And for Big I'll Rob see you Fabian. This weekend. Where are you going to be? <laughs> nah, you won't. Why not? <laughs> Why not? You you done with me after I tried I tried to catch you. After after that 100 nothing, you going home sick. That's at 7. I'll be there before. Come on. No you won't. You'll be getting ready to listen, lose 100. Listen. You think after we just beat them, they're going to be light with you? What? You think that any team has been light with me in my entire yeah. career? I'm, no. the, I'm the quarterback that defensive linemen can get a sack off of because they don't have to chase me around. You should have seen Wolverine and Freight so Train problem. licking their chops. <laughs> you say no, that's so I say it as a matter I'm of fact. I'm the quarterback and everybody wants to kick their ass. I can say whatever I want on this podcast. Nobody's going to rush me harder or, or, or less hard depending on what I say. They were coming to sack me and try to dis- displace my ribs anyway. He's so right. I might as well. You, he's you, not you, wrong. Play, you play for BIC. I think they're going to tell you around second quarter, hey, Corey, don't come back in a game. And Ooh, I, and what am I going to do? Come unless, back in the game? Yeah, unless somebody pulls me out, I'm going back in. Even hey, if somebody Corey, tried to pull you out. I'm going to dress up like Adrian and Rocky ready. and just yell, stop the, the fight, stop the fight. Extra Epsom salt. 
I love you, Corey. I hope you make it out of the game, okay? I know. I, I, I played I played in this league for 10 years, and I'm such a I'm such a, a wimbly quarterback that I can't make it through a oh, game Corey, against a tough team. It, oh. This might make you sit right there like you're sitting right now. Let me ask I, you this. Who do I have a better relationship? The guys with Baltimore or my guys at BIC that, that are like my guys that I like high-five all the time in, in the basement of Asbury Park? Who do you think hates me more? After Baltimore. a loss? Yeah, Baltimore. And it was the Baltimore super team and specifically the Kings that were saying, oh, Kings, Let's oh, Kings. put this in perspective real quick. You I survived played, Baltimore. You I just think played the okay. Watchmen after a BIC loss, and you're about to play BIC after you lost. And I'm asking you, which do you think was the more hateful beatdown? And I think that I will get beat down. I lost, by nine, I lost by nine touchdowns this week. I went out there every single play and did what I could on that play to help my I'm team. I'm not discrediting you at all. I'm saying the score was like 69 to 6, right? All right, so that's nine touchdowns. That 80 nothing they had last year against Snow Tribe. I think they're on base for that. And by the way, the Snow Tribe got their pick of 55 guys and cut guys that got hundreds of yards on them in the passing game against them head-to-head. -head. So thank you, Ryan Shamar, for shouting out my Omega's teammates and my team. And we're looking forward to playing the best team in the league because we don't shy away from competition. They're the best team in the league. Got it. Glad to know you still feel that way. Do they have the belt? On that note, what were you telling us last year, Ryan? That belt says 2022 on it. Well, then. And on, on, that, and on that, that note, Matt, on, on that note, Matt. On that note, I want to thank Ryan Shamar. I want to. I got to play to you. I shouldn't have done that. My bad, Ryan. Let's I want to thank what's left, so. what will be left of Corey Hammond and you Big Rob Fabian for joining us here on the podcast. We'll be back with a new episode next week, but action starts at 10 a.m. on A7FL.TV. We'll bring in the games of the week at 1 p.m. As always, we want to say so long and don't be an asshole. I'll try, which I say, but I don't think I really tried that hard on this episode. Love you, Ryan. All right, fellas. Good night. Wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because, because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. <laughs>